Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges. Facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vichara Supply Chain. This is Norhadi House, and today's topic is the next generation of uh, IBB, Integrated Business Planning, and maintaining your competitive edge in the future. And uh, now it's my pleasure to introduce you our guest today, uh, Stefan Depars. Uh, he is uh, currently responsible as executive. Uh, Vice President for the Global Go-To-Market Practice of O9 Solution Incorporation and based in Netherlands. Uh, thanks for coming and welcome to Vijara Supply Chain, Steven. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Uh, it's always uh, exciting uh, to be with you and I'm looking forward to today's conversation. Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, before we start, in, can you please brief a bit about yourself, uh, your professional background? Uh, what do you do at the O9 Solutions? Absolutely. So my name is Stefan de Barth, uh, based out of Amsterdam uh, in the Netherlands, and I'm responsible uh, as EVP within O9 for our global go-to-market practice. I've been with O9 for about uh, two years now, and funny enough, I actually came to O9 um, from actually being uh, 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 someone that implemented O9. So at the company I worked uh, for before, it's a company in marine electronics, uh, Goldman Sachs owned, uh, I was responsible uh, for the uh, end-to-end planning function. Uh, and as such, I run a digital supply chain journey where I found out about O9. Um, and then I, uh, I was very impressed uh, about the technology. Uh, ultimately, uh, ended up selecting and implementing O9. Uh, and at that time, uh, they were looking for someone to head up Europe. Uh, so I came on board, uh, started O9 in Europe. Uh, and now globally uh, responsible for growing the business. So exciting times. And uh, again, exciting to be uh, with you here today. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, um, uh, Stephen, the uh, integrated business planning has taken uh, center stick in the world of planning itself. And, uh, you know, the well-implemented IBP process now is a key component for any organization to remain competitive and streamline operations accordingly. So how do you see a current trends in the IBB's world and what are key major challenges? Absolutely. And I think that's a, that's a great question to start with. So let me just um, start with sort of taking a step back in terms of what are the trends and what are we hearing, you know, mm-hmm. from large corporations when they think about IBP. Yeah. And I think the first thing, right, that they uh, actually talk about and that they want to uh, know more about is how can we become, right, the Amazon in our industry? Whether you're in life sciences, you're in CPG, you're in a supplier to the automotive, all of them, right, see that Amazon has something they don't have. Now, what is the secret sauce of Amazon? They are able... Right, to digitally connect with the end consumer as well as with the supplier in real time, which means they start collecting a lot of information on the consumer as well as on the suppliers. 
And based on that deep knowledge that they are building, they're able to start shaping supply and demand in real time. And obviously, they have a lot of, you know, levers to do that. You know, if they want to shape demand, they can use, you know, product placement, they can use product ratings, they can use price, advertisement, and so forth. But the ability for them to connect sort of the edges, right, of the value chain, the consumer and the supplier, to a central engine of planning and analytics is truly their competitive advantage. Now, if you think about any company, right, and actually any large company, very often they are still very siloed. They are very often operating within their sort of four walls of the enterprise, and they have a very hard time, you know, connecting in more real time to the customer as well as to the supplier, which means actually they will have a very hard time sort of copying the Amazon model, and they are far away from the ideal uh, digital state. So IBP, right, in its sort of, you know, broader perspective, should actually bring all of that together, right? It is the uh, ability to create a full digital twin of the value chain. Yeah. It is the ability to connect that with the edges of the value chain, right? The customer and the supplier. Mm-hmm. And then connecting that to a, a planning and analytics engine. So that is, you know, from a sort of broad industry trend perspective, what we are seeing. And then the question is, right, how do you make that happen? And what are the key use cases? Now, and that is what we've seen as O9, right? Implementing this technology uh, across very large, you know, Fortune 500 clients across a wide variety of industries. Really, the starting point from a technology point of view is creating what we call a digital brain, right? And what that actually means is that we are able to digitally represent the entire value chain, all the way from the supplier, right, to the material hubs, to the factories, to the ship tos. That's what we call a digital twin of the supply chain. We connect that with what we call the demand nodes, right? The products, the initiatives, the budgets, and so forth, which we then connect with the market that an organization is serving all the way to the end consumer. And we need to get a sense of the competitor. Now, the moment we have sort of the layout of that digital brain, we need to connect that with various data sensors. Those are the traditional systems of record. Think about the ERPs and the CRMs, right? Where we get master data and transactional data. But more importantly, and especially the moment we want to start sensing demand risks and opportunities and supply risks and opportunities much earlier, there is a need for the use of external data sources. Mm -hmm. Whether that is connecting to real-time data sources, like, you know, getting real-time information uh, on your freight, or using, you know, sensor data on factory lines to get information right there from the factory uh, floor to, you know, the use of data sources like social media sentiment, economic growth, weather, right, competitive information, market size and share data and so forth. So depending on the organization and depending on the sort of time horizon we are looking at, there are different data sources relevant but it's all about the ability to bring that all together, connected with the digital brain. Now, the moment we have that, then we need to enable planning workflows for the end user. And what's extremely important when we talk about IBP 
is that it is IBP across time horizons, right? Because there is IBP in a, you know, tactical operational time horizon, but there is also IBP in the long range uh, time horizon, right? So all of that should be enabled on one single platform where we then can think about, you know, on the commercial side, how can I start building out my plan for next year? Right, if I come closer to execution, how do I build out all my commercial activities? And then when I'm sort of in execution, how do I do uh, gap closure? That obviously needs to be connected, right? Preferably in real time with the customer in what we call joint business planning. But on the supply side, it's all about having real time end to end visibility, right? Automation of decision making and scenario planning. And again, you want to connect that with the suppliers, the factories, the logistics providers to, you know, gain visibility and to understand what's happening, right, upstream in your supply chain. And obviously, you connect that with your SNOP processes where you want to sit in a meeting instead of looking at a PowerPoint, open up the platform, look into, you know, what's going on, what kind of decisions do I need to make? What kind of scenarios can I evaluate and make decisions? And then I think the other important note of IBP is planning and analytics have to come together. What we've seen historically is that, you know, planning was done uh, in one module in one system. And then there were, you know, different modules and that all got very complicated and messy. And then analytics was done somewhere else. But in order to really do, you know, planning and to do that well and to move away from being very reactive to becoming actually prescriptive, Planning and analytics need to come together, whether that is the use of advanced analytics, you know, machine learning algorithms to better predict demand, or using right advanced algorithms to predict what kind of commercial activities are going to give me the highest ROI and uplift, or again, using advanced algorithms to do multi-echelon inventory optimization and so forth. Mm -hmm. So all of that has to come together in sort of next generation IBP, where we enable all those um, key uh, components uh, that are important for organizations to really leapfrog and uh, to make a step towards a more digital uh, and uh, potentially autonomous supply chain. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And uh, how actually the uh, next uh, generation IBB can help the organization to manage uh, the complexity of uh, the demand? I think um, there's a lot of complexity and there is a lot of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's, that's very clear. And obviously uh, if you think about, and actually this, this situation now with COVID-19 is actually exposing that. Yeah. Right. That companies, they do not have visibility. So really, you know, there's not so many companies that actually know at, you know, any minute in time, where is the inventory in their supply chains? Now, that is an issue, but think about if you then look into the supplier side or the contract manufacturer, right? What is their material availability? What are their capacities? And what we actually see is that the moment that visibility is not there, you're sort of, you know, flying an airplane, but, you know, your navigation uh, equipment just stopped working, right? So you don't know where you're heading to, and you also have a hard time figuring out how much fuel you have left, which obviously is a big issue. So that's one thing, right? The visibility, you know, has to be solved. Uh, second, 
right? And you refer to that in terms of the demand, right? And we, we still see many large organizations are so focused on what we call sell-in, right? So let's take a big uh, a CPG company as example. They're very focused on what they sell into the retailer. But what they should be focused on is what ultimately is selling out, right? Which we call sell out or consumption. So that is you, me, right? Walking into the retail store and buying the product. But then even more importantly, what is driving our purchase behavior? That is what we call the drivers of sell out. So what we do need to help organizations with is moving away from sell in to sell out to understanding the drives of demand being, you know, competitive pricing, competitor promotions. Some uh, items might be subject, you know, to weather, uh, you know, there can be a wide variety of things. Now that is in a CPG environment, right? If I am in a business to business environment, then what I would like to understand is, okay, how is my opportunity pipeline shaping up that my sales organization is maintaining in a CRM system? But then ultimately, what is driving that opportunity pipeline? Yeah. And so forth and so forth. So we always have to think about what is driving the end demand for my product and from there sort of triangulate back. And I think that is what you know digital IBP should really support companies with is one, the visibility we talked about, building out the digital twin, you know, connecting the various data sensors in an organization and sort of getting a better perspective of what's happening, you know, in the upstream side of the supply chain. However, right on the demand side, it's all about, you know, getting those drivers of demand in and start using advanced analytics to get to a much more accurate forecast. And I think, right, a lot of companies that we see are very, I would say, data rich, but insights poor. And that is where they need help. Other things I would like to ask is, uh, what advice can you offer to the business leaders in improving the IBBC maturity levels? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, my advice would really be, right? Uh, first of all, I think many organizations are still relatively siloed. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah. uh, SNOP by default has been a very sort of supply chain centric process, uh, but in terms of IBP, this is really where multiple functions within an organization are coming together. So it's supply chain, it's commercial, it's finance, right? It's really a process that should drive the business. Right, because ultimately digital IBP should drive profitable growth and obviously reliability in terms of um, achieving the commercial business plan. Right, and I think those are extremely important. So it needs to be seen as a very cross-functional process focused on you know, growth and achieving the commercial business plan. And then I think what organizations need to think about, okay, but then what are the capabilities uh, that I need to invest in to make this happen? So what they want is understanding, you know, demand risks and opportunities much earlier, right? So they need to start monitoring those drivers of sellout. Two, right, they need to understand better the root causes that are driving potential gaps to their targets. 
because what we often see, right, and taking an, a CPG uh, company as example again, but assume that you're not hitting and not getting close to your targets, right then what we often see is companies start reducing the price, but they don't necessarily understand the root causes driving the gap. Mm-hmm. So assume, right, that I'm not hitting my gap because my distribution coverage is very poor, but if I then reduce the price, I mean, that's not going to solve anything. Then I think third capability that really requires attention is the use of advanced analytics to improve the forecast. Then ultimately what you want is a supply chain response to all the sort of demand and commercial scenarios that needs to come in real time where you want to evaluate service levels, revenues, cost, inventory, margin, and so forth. And then ultimately, all of this should be enabled on a single integrated platform where all those functions come together. So really the advice would be, you know, SNOP or IBP cannot be seen as a supply chain centric process or capability. It has to be across the functions. It will drive growth if you do it well. So the key message is, you know, it's time to take action. Awesome. So uh, since you're working for the online solutions and deals with uh, clients from uh, different uh, business background, can you please brief a bit a case study where your client successfully improved the uh, business planning throughout the next level of IBP? Absolutely. I think if you look into uh, O9 and our client base, so we work with you know some of the largest retailers in the world. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, the largest retailer of the world is an online client. Yeah. Uh, so that is uh, retail is, is is one big what we call core vertical uh, of the online platform. The other one uh, is brand manufacturing, right? Where we work with some of the largest CPG companies in the world. And then we have other verticals like supply and industrial manufacturing, uh, oil and gas, telecom, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So what we have seen is that across Uh, verticals and across industries, the online platform is used for its digital IBP capability. And I think what we've seen, right, in in different industries, obviously, uh, there are other performance metrics that are important, but across the board, we see a couple of of very interesting um, things when it comes to driving value. One is we see that IBP is truly able to drive top line. Now, why is that? Because the moment you become better in shaping the month in real time, you have the ability to improve top line. Mm -hmm. If you're better able to predict which commercial activities will actually give you a higher ROI and uplift, you're able to optimize your commercial spend. And again, it will have a very positive impact, right? The moment you're better in, you know, predicting, you know, how to actually uh, bring a new product to the market and, what to do with the product that you're replacing to minimize the salvage risk on the end of life. Again, that is driving value. So those are, you know, key value cases. Others are, if you think about uh, a lot of, you know, non-standard supply chain costs, how we call them. So think about, you know, expedites, alternate sourcing. Um, We see a lot of flex capacity being used, but very often, those sort of non-standard supply chain costs are a net result of bad planning. So the moment we can improve that, we see at the companies we're working with, you know, a steep decrease in, you know, expedite costs, in alternate sourcing costs, in flex capacity costs, and so forth. 
Then I think the other uh, big item is inventory, right? Companies, you know, um, in many cases, you know, have inventory for products that are currently not selling uh, and might have, you know, service level constraints, right, for the products that are actually doing well. So again, a digital IBP process can improve service level performance as well as drive inventory down. And I think the last big portion here is productivity, right? A lot of planners in many organizations today are working extensively with Excel spreadsheets, you know, data crunching and doing all that work, not necessarily focused on, you know, driving scenario planning uh, or, you know, making sure that, you know, forecast gets more accurate and so forth. Just because, you know, they don't have the tools and there is not an environment where they have the time to do that because they need to crunch all those Excels. So the moment you give people the right tools, right, you see that their productivity in terms of their time spent on value-adding activities increases substantially. And I believe that that is also a very important metric. So I would say, you know, top-line growth, we impacted our organizations. We're able to reduce, you know, costs at various uh, parts of the P&L. Inventory reduction, right, and a steep increase in employees' uh, productivity. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, so uh, before we close uh, today's discussion, do you see any uh, kind of uh, final thoughts or critics way? Yeah, I think uh, when people think about IBP, right, and uh, sort of the journey to start, uh, I think there are sort of two uh, big concerns that they have. One yeah. is around data, mm -hmm. and the second one is they feel it's another five, six-year project, right? And we strongly believe it's not. Right. So first of all, data, why are they concerned? Because they might have multiple ERPs, you know, their master data might be everywhere. And they're like, okay, I need to cleanse my master data first before I can start this. And that's actually not true. Why is that not true? Because there are other data uh, sources that we can use to cleanse the master data. Let me give you one example, right? A lot of, a lot of companies don't have accurate lead times in their master data. They might have been keyed in a couple of years ago, right? Have never been updated. But what if we could connect with the transactional data, use smart data cleansing algorithms, figure out what the real lead times are and start you know, updating those. Now there are 10 plus more of those examples, right? I'm just making one because that concern and sort of the lot of organizations being so focused on master data in our point of view is sort of the, the wrong way of thinking about it. There are other data sets that we can use to cleanse the master data. And that can be done by smart algorithms and is not a, you know, cumbersome manual process. That's one. On the time aspect, right, what we see is that, you know, technology came to a point, you know, being cloud native, right, uh, the ability to sort of create industry templates to, uh, to implement fast, right, that those projects don't have to take so long anymore. So the entire notion is, right, just start build out a digital IBP prototype in a market, for instance, prove the value, right? And then start implementing and accelerating this at scale. And that is really important is sort of, you know, try before you buy, build out a prototype, test the value, and then you can actually, you know, determine the roadmap, you know, uh, from, from that moment. Mm -hmm. 
Nice, awesome. All right, so uh, thanks again, Stephen. Um, I look forward to speaking with you at another time. Yeah, thanks so much, and um, look forward to uh, connecting in the future. At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Vichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.vicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.